Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to a special edition version of the Pocket Lint podcast. I'm Rick Henderson and this week we held our 19th annual EE Pocket Lint Awards where we announced the winners of 20 categories across tech, streaming, automotive and games plus the overall product of the year. So we're dedicating this podcast to the winners and joining me to talk about them are Pocket Lint's editor Chris Hall and reviews editor Verity Burns. They, myself and a range of industry judges selected our favourites of the year. Each has been fully reviewed on pocketlint.com, so you can also check out our in-depth thoughts there. However, for now, we'll go through the categories in short, sharp fashion and give you our impressions on why we think each device or service won. So, without further ado, let's start with Best TV Streaming Service and Verity. The winner of this category is Disney+. Plus. Why do you think the judges chose it over the other nominees? I think Disney+, Plus has been one of those services that's just been I think it's quite unusual for a service to to launch and be so polished but it's something that has just got better and the the offerings got better what what's you know what's available to watch Uh, it it touches the whole breadth of the family from from kids all the way through to grown-ups obviously with with Star Wars and Marvel but obviously all of the Disney goodness as well so it's one of those services that just suits everybody, I think, and at a great price. Yeah, totally agree. I also think in the UK and Europe, we actually get a better deal even because we have Star, which is the uh, sort of like the adult content section. And I don't mean in a sort of like corny way. <laughs> I mean more. <laughs> I mean more. Um, I'm particularly fond of The Walking Dead and that was entirely on Star. So, um, yeah, uh, D- Disney Plus, in my eyes, very worthy winner. Uh, next category, we have to be quite short and sharp with this because obviously there are 20 categories and, and we don't want to go on forever. Um, but uh, the best music streaming service is the next category and that was won by Apple Music. Chris, why do you think Apple Music beat the likes of the traditions of Spotify and Deezer? I think one of the things that we're looking at here is the transition from normal streaming to more advanced streaming, you know, high-resolution music, spatial audio, and that kind of stuff. And that's a message that Apple has been hammering home. They've been putting into headphones and delivering it through their music service without charging any more for it. So I suspect that kind of tipped the balance. We're kind of left feeling that some of the services are offering slightly more than some others, and Apple Music was the one that came out on top. We're still waiting for, obviously, the equipment to kind of back, uh, support the actual high-res that Apple Music offers, but uh, surely that's going to be a big year. 2023 will be a big year for that. Um, again, moving on very quickly, um, back to Verity, it's Best TV. And the um, a, a category that traditionally is one by an OLED and again it is this year it's the LG OLED Evo C2 Verity is this the best TV 
It is a fantastic TV. It's been a really, really great year for TVs, though. So it was a hotly contested category. Um, but I think LG's C series has has long been fantastic, and this goes. It, it continues the tradition, really. The um, the panel is brighter this year. Obviously, that OLED OLEDs are fantastic, but what they haven't had is that kind of really, really bright um, uh, the the top nits that the kind of QLEDs and LCD TVs offer. Um, but now now we're getting much closer to it. And so those HDR kind of highlights really pop. And yeah, the LG C2 just does it fantastically. And at great value, it's still one of the cheaper OLEDs that you can buy. So I think all of those things combined um, make, it, make it a fantastic winner. Yeah. I think also LG has done a great job in keeping that cost down. Um, not least because it makes the panels for everybody else, yeah. so it can kind of, <laughs> can yeah, kind of undercut everybody, them. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is helpful. Yeah, definitely. Considering the the strides forward in in the TV category this year, I think um, you know for for LG to have, have, have held them at, at, at maybe not quite an arm's length, but maybe half an arm's length is um, is very impressive indeed. Yeah. Um, excellent. So if you're after a TV, that's definitely a TV to look out for, especially if uh, it comes up in the January sh- January sales. Um, best smart home device. Now, we'll, we'll fairly skip over this one because yet again, I think it's one a few times, it's Philips Hue, um, something I've got an awful lot of in my house and I love it and it's, it's self-explanatory, really. Um, best tablets, two-in-one, possibly another obvious winner it's the apple ipad air the 2022 m1 edition all right chris ipad isn't it it's it's an ipad um (laughs) you know we all know that we're we're basically looking at a market that's split between two different camps there is the premium end with the apple ipad and there's the affordable end with the amazon fire tablets lots of people trying now to get back into it but apple dominates the tablet experience They've stuck to it for many years, uh, built up the app experience, continue to add um, support and functionality to their iPad. So, yeah, not really a surprise at all that the iPad Air has won. Excellent. And back to Verity for best soundbar is the Sony HT A7000. Now, um, I was a little bit surprised by this one, I must admit. Why do you think it won? Yeah, it's um it's another repeat winner actually. It won it won our um soundbar award last year and we just loved it so much that it that that it's won again this year. Um there have been some some great competition, um something a little bit cheaper, but there has been some more competition up at its sort of price range uh, and the above thousand pound mark um from like the likes of um DVLA and Harman Kardon. But it's just it's just a great soundbar. There's there's not much else to say about it. If you've got the money and uh, you're looking for a really great um, a really great soundbar, then then this will not just kind of amplify what you're looking at on TV, but actually bring out more detail um, and, and and tell you more about the dialogue and about what you're watching on, on TV. Dolby Atmos. Yes, sorry, of course, yes. At this price, you would hope so. And yes, Dolby Atmos and DTSX um, support. So. Yes, if you've got um, if you've got a soundtrack that that supports Dolby Atmos and a TV that supports it, then absolutely this will make uh, this will make the very most of your Dolby Atmos soundtracks too. So great performance per pound. 
great performance per pound, despite the fact um, that it is over the thousand one thousand pound mark. I think if you've if you've got that if you've got that premium TV, if you've got that premium setup, then um, then yeah, this is a this is a great investment. So now on to the next category, and it's another product that I don't know personally so well. It was Best Speaker, and it's the Audio Pro C10 Mark II. Max reviewed it for the website, but Chris, do you know an awful lot about this speaker? Yeah, Audio Pro have a great range of speakers. They come in, in a range of different shapes and sizes, and this f- just fits into a, a great point for us. You know, it looks good. It sounds good. It performs exactly the way that you want it to, and there are lots of options out there. And sometimes, you know, you have to look away from some of the obvious candidates. It's just a a really good looking speaker that you can put on your bookshelf at home and enjoy the sweet sounds that it produces. Um, And keeping with audio, the next category is best in-ear headphones. And it's another surprise for me. Um, It kind of shows the... uh, the revival of Sennheiser, because it's the Sennheiser Momentum True Wireless 3. Bit of a mouthful, but really good in-ears, aren't they, Verity? Yeah, they're, they're really good pair of in-ears. There's a been, been a big step up from, um, from the last pair. And, uh, yeah, I just think that the, the, the marketplace for in-ears is... Is getting bigger, and you're getting more and more players on board from again from the, the cheaper end to the to the high end. But I think um, I think the Sennheisers just just nail it. They they look very nice. They're very comfortable. Um, the noise cancelling is very good, and of course Sennheiser sound quality is is fantastic as well. So um, a, a very again a very tightly contested um, uh, category. But I think the Sennheisers are worthy winners indeed. Yeah, um, it's great to see them come back um, to sort of like be amongst the big brands like Apple and Bose and um, Sony. Um, it's really good to see Sennheiser back again. Um, and I've just mentioned one of the brands that won best headphones, i.e. the best over-ear headphones. And Chris reviewed these for PocketLint.com. The Sony WH-1000XM5, they seem to win every year with their latest generation <laughs> yeah it has to be one of the most successful families of headphones um the big thing that marks this latest edition out is the design has finally changed with mark with mark 5 not that anyone was really complaining about the design but obviously sony thought it was time to to shift things up a bit still great performance outstanding uh active noise cancellation i i have already started seeing these headphones on people's heads when traveling and i suspect we're going to see a lot more of them in the future yeah, definitely. They do look as good as they sound now. Um, it's over to me, I think, for this next one, because I don't think either of you have played it yet. Um, <laughs> our best game was and is God of War Ragnarok. Now, if we had Max on the programme, he'd be spitting feathers right now because he <laughs> definitely wanted a different game to win this one. I've had lots of debates with him about, about this, but God of War Ragnarok... Um, I reviewed for the website, and it's absolutely stunning. There's no doubt about it. It is such a good game. Um, I completed it in around 55 hours um, and spent all that time on it, and I was devastated when I finished. So <laughs> that shows that shows a great game. Uh, brilliant story, f- fantastic way of furthering the series, genuinely superb. Much 
you know, it, an honourable mention does need to be given to Elden Ring, which is Max's choice. Um, Elden Ring is also a superb game, so if you can afford both, go get them. Um, the next category, again, is another gaming category, is get best game in stroke slash VR device. And once again, it goes to the PlayStation 5. No surprises there. PlayStation 5 has been the most successful games console this generation. End of. So, moving on. Best gaming laptop. I don't think any of us have used or know much about this one. Is the ASOS ROG Zephyrus S17. I've used an ASOS ROG Zephyrus previous generation. Great laptops. Look great. Very chunky. Can't carry them. <laughs> yeah certainly a, but they, a, a are, big great. Screen. they yeah. are great lots of power to it i think yeah one of the things that made this a standout is that it has a very responsive clicky rgb keyboard um which is exactly what you need when playing games yeah and i can see the trend as well um having family members that wanting gaming uh machines now they're all going for laptops rather than desktops so i can see that trend of getting a laptop as your desktop in the gaming sphere um best laptop itself the apple macbook air apple once again walks away with this category with its m2 macbook air chris what surprised me about the macbook air was it was slightly less airy than previous airs um (laughs) you know we're used to having i remember the first macbook air when it was pulled out of the manila envelope on stage by steve jobs and the Latest generation is slightly less exquisite in its design, but it's a new, fresh design. And everybody who has one of these absolutely raves about it. Um, No question about M2 power. It has all come together very slick, great battery life, um, great overall performer. So, yeah, a deserved winner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Best camera. Now, we don't have any other camera people in this podcast, um, so it's hard to assess exactly why this one but as soon as i say it you'll understand really it's the panasonic lumix gh6 i think panasonic has done incredible work in recent times with its um cameras and this takes that to another level absolutely i think it's just it's one of those series that just continues to impress i think isn't it particularly for you know for video and for and for stills i think it's uh, just one of those brilliant classic series that keeps getting better i think what it's the the proof in the pudding for me is that um whenever i've met pro photographers either doing gig photography or or anything like that um they'll have their canon or their nikon you know major 5d mark fours or fives or whatever it is up to now but they'll also have a panasonic lumix in their bag as a secondary camera and i think that says everything yeah, absolutely. So, um, Chris, best car. You're the only one that knows why. Kia, <laughs> Kia EV6. Just go outside and look up and down the road and a Kia EV6 will appear before your eyes. Well, it's not quite that simple, but... Um, you won't hear it coming, though. You won't hear it coming, no. Um it's, it's just an exquisite car. It shares the same platform as some of the close... Um, close contenders, and actually one of them, the Hyundai Ioniq 5, won last year, and also on the shortlist was um, a model from Genesis, and they they are very similar, but it's an absolutely outstanding platform for these cars. 
good value for money. Uh, the Kia EV6 looks amazing. The GT is incredibly fast if that appeals to you, but it's really range for the amount you pay for it and the you know the finish. Uh, you know, it just it just sits in that sweet point. Does it help that Kia is kind of a almost like a tech brand? when it came to cars i remember the original before the ev started appearing kia always had a lot of tech packed into its cars yeah i think one of the things that helps helps kia is that it's very simple to buy their cars because they don't have lots and lots of options which is typical with some of the german brands where you buy the base car and then you just layer on thousands and thousands extra as you pick the <laughs> little bits and pieces kia kia tend to offer you a base model that's already very well connected so you can buy the cheapest model and not feel that you've compromised on any of that tech so so yeah it's just a great great offering and it really does help you know make the price look more reasonable um now on to best smartwatch, and it might not come as much surprise that the apple watch series 8 has won this category um verity Apple does it again. Yeah, absolutely. It's just um, one of those one of those categories that Apple has has also um, just made fantastic moves in. And although the Series Eight doesn't push on massively from from the Series Seven, I think it's it's just jam packed for anybody that wanting to 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 join to buy a smartwatch if they haven't already bought one. Um, the the Apple Watch Series Eight doesn't put uh, many feet to, or a foot wrong. It's also cheaper than the Ultra, if yeah. sort of like wondering th- which one to buy. I think I th- the Series Eight has an awful lot of the tech for a, for less money. Yeah, I think the Ultra is is fantastic, you know, fantastic piece of kit. But to use it to you know its max, you really need to be, um, you know, it has that the dive sensor on it and things like that. You know, you have to be really really active to make the most of the extra tech that's on board and the extra kind of. Um, sensors and things like that. I think I think the Series Eight ticks the box for most people. Definitely. Um, best fitness device: the Garmin Forerunner Nine Five Five. Chris, you're you're a, a Garmin person. This is again coming off the back of a very popular series of running devices. This is Garmin's flagship watch for specifically aimed at runners but nowadays it does so much it does payments and music and everything else so it is in many ways a smartwatch but it's just the performance like if if you are a runner and you want particular metrics there it's just there there is so much data that you you i don't think anybody will use all of the data it produces but you know that it's all there it's doing everything it looks great it wears well the battery life is is outstanding it's just an all-round great device excellent um Best phone, we'll stick with you, Chris. Best phone, £250 to £500. Unsurprisingly, the Google Pixel 6a. Great phone, isn't it? It absolutely is. Um, Google packed in all of their camera technology, so this will take great pictures in just about any situation. And the good thing about this mid-range phone is it has the same power as Google's flagship device from last year. So it sits on Google Tensor, which means it is as powerful. So there are few compromises. Um, it's just a, a great all-rounder, and it really kind of shakes up the market a bit. And our last of our categories, without the couple of special categories, is best flagship phone. So, um, again, probably unsurprising. It's the Apple iPhone 14 Pro. Uh, Verity, it's a great phone, isn't it? And Apple, again, like with the smartwatch, it's done it again. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a fantastic phone. They've 
they didn't really leave many kind of um, boxes unticked this year. There's new design, there's better cameras, processor upgrades, and um, display improvements. And then, of course, there's that dynamic island, which is um, is very nice to look at and, and a really in, intriguing kind of um, little bit of a software flourish that's nice. Uh, but I just think, yeah, I think previously... Uh, maybe the Max hasn't been the the go to phone from the series, but this but this year it one hundred percent is. Yeah, I've I've got the Pro Max myself, and I thought the Dynamic Island was just going to be a gimmick, but I've actually fallen in love with it. It's just yeah. really just little things it does that I actually really like. <laughs> it's just it fills me with joy, and, and that's uh, what we're looking isn't for. Isn't that the phrase? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> talk about filling people with joy the ee super fast award which uh, we traditionally give to um a product or a chipset or something that provides a super fast experience and this year is pretty much exactly what it says on the tin it's the super vuk charging i'm not sure that's how you say it to be honest that, that is how you say it but yeah, uh, SuperVOOC charging is in Oppo and OnePlus phones in various different forms. It comes in various different speeds. It just keeps getting faster and faster. Um, and this is this really does make a huge different cause, difference because it means that you can charge your phone in minutes rather than hours. Yeah, I mean, you know, EE SuperFast Award, exactly that. And finally, and we'll give this a little bit more time because it's it's worthy. What we do each year at the EE Pocket Lint Awards is we always give a product of the year. And what it is, is we basically, everything that actually won their individual categories are eligible for the product of the year. We tot up all the awards. We tot up all the scores that the judges gave. And the product of the year is the product that literally got the highest score from all of the judges. And this year's product of the year is the Sony WH-1000XM5 headphones, um, which we talked about earlier, but we'll we'll dwell on a little bit more. They are that good, aren't they, Chris? Yeah, they, they really are. And it was clear this year because I was actually looking at the looking at the scores and seeing how they came in. And there was no doubt. There was no there was no contest here. This was by and far away the winner of the product of the year. It received the highest scores across all of the categories. Um, so, yeah, often we'd say it was a close-run thing, but in this case, it wasn't a close-run thing. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I absolutely love, um, I absolutely love these headphones. Uh, yeah, as I said before, they're, they're just, there's so many clever things that they do. They just sound great. The noise cancellation is just divine you can sit on an aeroplane and sleep in them and block out the outside world the worst thing though actually the worst thing about these headphones is when you do get on them get get on a plane wearing them as soon as you take them off it's really really noisy yeah. <laughs> so you literally have to wear them the entire time you're on the plane well i have a previous generation and i actually wear them sleeping on a on a plane because they help me sleep to get yeah. block out that noise just for the noise cancelling um but the actual uh the other thing about them, and this is something Verity that um, I think other manufacturers and some other manufacturers, some have, have managed it, but some many don't, is the comfort yeah. of the Sonys, and that is a big, big thing. 
yeah, you're, you know, particularly if you're using them for traveling, they're going to be sitting on your head for, for some hours, many hours, if you decide to sleep in them, perhaps. Um, and yeah, I think that's, you know, of course, we want great noise cancellation, of course, we want excellent sound quality. But comfort is, you know, if you can't actually wear them for, for, for long periods of time, then that's sort of, it, it, that's going to be a big problem. So it's great that they have, you know, obviously, and clearly dedicated um, you know, a lot of time to their design and their comfort when wearing them because, yeah, the pressure from noise cancellation, but also, you know, just from wearing a pair of, you know, over a headphones on your head for some time is it's not an easy thing to balance. It's not an easy thing to get right. And um, and Sony really have nailed it, particularly with, with the X5s. Yeah. Absolutely. Congratulations, Sony, and congratulations to Sony WH-1000 XM5 wireless ANC headphones. So that's it for this special edition of the EE Pocket Lint Awards podcasts. Big thanks to Chris and Verity for talking us all through the winners. I've been Rick Henderson and we'll be back soon with another edition of Tech Talk from the Pocket Lint team. Tati bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.